Rick Gordon. <laughs> Rick Gordon. We are Rick Gordon this co- this podcast. Rick Gordon. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> He wants witness multiple acts of public indecency. He's on a George. He wants start in a hip hop dance troupe. He's Bo Mullet. And this is the Hunter and Bo Show. So I know mine is it says he wants but it's actually heat several times. Oh. <laughs> because this I, I have two different occasions and they're both they both have them within the last year. So <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Were they you? No, they were not by me. That's why I, I said I witnessed them. I didn't do them. Well, if if you did them, you could also witness it. That's True, I guess. You can't be the a witness of your own crime, though. I well, they wouldn't call you, that. Wouldn't be your title, but in a sense, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I witnessed it because I did it. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't do it. Um, so the first one. Um, <laughs> so uh, we had gone out. Um, Just like as a reminder to the folks who didn't listen 30 seconds ago, he has witnessed multiple acts of public indecency. Yes. <laughs> so we had gone out um, to Ohio to visit. Um, oh, that's where they all happen. <laughs> that's not where the, the second one happened, but that's where the first <laughs> one happened. Uh, so we'd gone out to visit um a couple of our friends that live out in Ohio, and uh, one of the days Leslie and Christine. Then, no, uh, uh, Courtney and Brady. Wrong. I, that was my second <laughs> guess. <laughs> They're my only friends that live in Ohio. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah. So one of the days that we were there, uh, we decided to go uh, kayaking. Um, because they knew this really cool spot where you could go kayaking. Um, and so we went <laughs> and we were kayaking and it, it was like a lot longer than I thought it would be. It was a lot of fun, but it just, it was like a long ride. It was like nine miles, I think. <laughs> um, and so we were going down and this place was like packed with people. Like there were a lot of people on this little creek i guess it was um and a lot more than i thought there would be um but there were there were a lot of people kayaking tubing etc cetera, etc cetera. um and you know along the way people had pulled off to the side to like you know have picnics and stuff like that um so we we're going along and that's just to give you the context that like this would probably not be the best spot to expose yourself um, <laughs> because there's a ton of people that are there to witness. Um, and most, most of them, you know, between the ages of young, <laughs> um, and so well, it'd be like a park. It'd be like a park. It's like a park. Yeah. It's like the, the age range of a park and the, the kind of crowd that you expect to what see. Was, in a park. What was that movie where the guy, 
had to be a uh, had to register as a sex offender because he peed in a park. At I know what you're night. talking about. It was horrible bosses. It was Charlie Day. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, good job. It was horrible bosses. Is that it? Yeah, it was horrible bosses. Okay, that just popped in my head when I good thought job. of peeing in a park. Good job. Yeah, no, that, I definitely had that thought in my head too. I just couldn't think of the movie. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we're going down this river. We're going a lot faster than everybody else because we're in kayaks and stuff. Um, and we get to this spot where we see people like pulled off to the side. We figure, you know, they're just having a picnic or something. And apparently I'm like one of the only people that saw this. But one of the girls that was there pulled down the bottoms of her bathing suit and squatted down and started peeing on the side of this creek when all these people are flying by on tubes and kayaks and stuff. And I'm like, what is, what am I, what is happening? Only in Ohio, I guess. Um, <laughs> she just started being right there. And she, you she never, like, you never, your stories always take a hard turn. She was like, like, you never expected to be a girl. <laughs> you never expected to be a girl. But she, was, <laughs> she was there in front of all of her friends. There was like a woods that she could have tucked into or like a bridge that she could have gone over so nobody could have seen her. But well, no, you're, at a, you're, in a, you're in a creek or whatever. Like most people just yeah, sit down just in the creek. Just go in the creek and, unless she was taking a poop maybe. I don't know. I guess she might have been taking but a I poop. I think they still do that, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very confused. Um, number one, as to why that would happen. Number two, as to why that would happen. Why that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that one was not, um, I guess as far as places you would expect people to drop their pants and pee, uh, this one was the less surprising of the two encounters that i had within the last year um okay so the other one was a few months ago um it, it might have been like november or something okay i was driving uh at my old job i had to drive around a lot to different places and and go mm-hmm. to different houses and stuff um, so this and, is in new york yeah so this was this is in new york um, so that's where they all happen. Yeah. So I'm driving through the city <laughs> of Rochester, like downtown Rochester. Oh, not not rural Rochester. <laughs> no, no. It's like downtown Rochester. I'm driving through because I have to get to this certain part of town. Um, and I'm just driving. And I'm driving down this stretch where I always hate going down there because people just freaking dart across the street no matter what no matter where cars are coming or not they just feel like people won't hit them and i'm like well i really want to but i guess i won't um (laughs) and so i always hate driving down here and um i always see the weirdest things (laughs) and one day i see this guy uh just walking down the street and then all of a sudden he pulls his pants down to his ankles and squats down, and he takes a poop, and I actually see the poop come out of his butt, and I'm like, I did not want to see that today, and then he just leaves it on the sidewalk. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) In the middle of the city. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) So, 
Those are my two acts oh. of indecency that I witnessed. <laughs> uh, I can't. He pulled I can't. He down to his ankles and squatted down and took a poop on the sidewalk. First of all, first of all, here's. I'm always impressed because, like, if you're taking a poop in the woods or you're taking, like, you know the core leg muscles to squat in yeah. a position to where, like, the poop just, like, comes up, like, and it doesn't, like, hit you on the like, way that, no like, mess. yeah. oh, my goodness, that's impressive. But the, um, <laughs> I can't, I... I, I have to say, I've heard a lot of stories, you know, heard a lot of stories about stuff like this happening. I've never witnessed it myself. Um, At least go down like uh, an I, alley or something or behind a building. That's true. Like some people, it's like, you got to have some shame. Right on like, the side you know, of the like, busy street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like on the like sidewalk. Like, like, come on. The, these are people who have no self-esteem yeah like they have they have no reputation to uphold they have no (laughs) sense of like oh i might be looked on differently if i like they are already if i pull my pants down on the side of the road they are already no one will think differently of me if they see me pooping right now on the sidewalk (laughs) it's like i understand in the city it's it's sometimes hard to find a public restroom But don't do it right on the side of the sidewalk. (laughs) Come on. That's what they make alleys for, dang it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Although I will say, alleys, alleys, here's the other thing. Alleys can sometimes be dangerous. Yeah. Um, I believe I shared a story on one of our episodes. I think pooping on the sidewalk is kind of dangerous. But think about the vulnerable state you're in. And if you're already nervous to be in an alley, now I can kind of see why this would happen. <laughs> if you're already nervous to be in an alley, you are putting yourself in the most vulnerable state. I would say aside from sleeping. Yeah. Aside from sleeping, pooping is the second most vulnerable state you put yourself in. And if you're in an alley and you're like, that's not a good alley, like – but I gotta let it go. It's it's. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose. But but this is. It was this something. has to stop. It was something. I, I had to do a double take than, because I, well I don't know. Well, first I saw him crou- pull his pants down and crouch down, and I was like, I had to do a double take because I was like, this is is this happening. <laughs> Is this real life right now? Because, well, already on my drive, I had witnessed so many bizarre and frustrating things driving down the street because people just dart, like I say, they dart around. People yeah. don't know how to drive. Um, it's just like a, a, a one lane each way road, you know? And so it's, it's a two way two way road. Yeah, it's a two way road, but one lane <laughs> on each side. I, the I, yellow, I don't want to say two lane road. in the middle. I don't want to say two lane road because that makes it sound like there's two on each side, but there's only one on each side. I know, but no, it's a two way road. Yes, yeah, with a, a yellow road. line in the middle. Yes, exactly. And, As most and it's would be super busy. It should probably be bigger street, but people don't know how to drive. Everybody slam on their brakes all the time. Everybody's like, this one guy turned in front of me. Like, as I was coming through, just turned off of another street right in front of me without looking. 
like didn't even stop yeah. the other street. And I was like, okay, great. This, this, yeah, this is on par for what's going to happen today. And then this guy pooped right on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, on a, so on a scale of like, where was guy pooping on the sidewalk? Where was that on the scale of like, here's the things that bothered me today. Like <laughs> it didn't bother me really. Exactly. It's yeah, exactly. Like the drivers like, bothered me more than the guy pooping. I just, it was the most exactly. bizarre. Now, what thing. does that say to our society? It was what the does most that say to our society. <laughs> it was the most bizarre <laughs> thing that I saw on that trip, but it wasn't the most frustrating. <laughs> yeah. uh, Those are my acts. <laughs> That I witnessed. <laughs> um, so I didn't know that you you were part of a, a hip hop dance troupe, Mister Bo. Oh uh, yes, they call me Bo for show. <laughs> Bo for show. <laughs> Did you do the, the dance from Camp Rock where they go Camp Rock? <laughs> no, this was a hip hop dance troupe. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, so I Camp Rock hadn't come out at the time. I was this was uh, Camp Rock too. Neither had come out. At had, the time. had Camp Rock two come out yet? <laughs> I was, I don't know. I think I was third or fourth grade, something like that. Yeah, and uh, and so this was around like two thousand and four, two thousand and five, sure. two thousand and three, five, four, three, <laughs> two, one, something like that. Yeah. So so I had some friends that were like, we're doing hip hop dance. And <laughs> um and so I was like, okay, well I'll ask my mom. And um so we went and did the hip hop dance. And what was really funny about it, I must say, so this was like the community. Well, yeah, it was the community. It was like the, the it was like the community like dance program or whatever. Sure. Um, I went to a Catholic elementary school. Um, you did? I didn't yeah. know that. I, th- I thought we've I thought we've talked about this. I don't so, think we have. So first through fourth grade was I was at a Catholic private school. So this dance place it was community it wasn't exclusive to like the private catholic school yeah now that i think about it i believe there were eight of us and we were all from this same catholic private school and no other kid in the community was a part of the hip-hop dance which catholic private school kids who wear uniforms to then be in the hip-hop dance troupe of the community that just registered in my brain. That doesn't add up. But the, um, <laughs> but uh, so we went to that, and it was like uh, I remember. Like I feel like all the parents were there for the first or first couple, maybe right lessons before they just dropped us off because you know everyone was kind of nervous. They're like, oh right. well, what. They're dancing to hip hop and hip hop's a sin. And so the, (laughs) (laughs) and so let's see what they actually do. Um, And so the, so we, 
I think I did it for like a year. I did it for like a year and a half. We had these teachers and uh, it, we just, you know, we learned dances. And then there was a big showcase like once a year, like the, the, for like all the different dance classes and stuff. Right. And so like we're there and that was another one where it was like, we feel out of place. Um, <laughs> because like a lot of it was like, here's the ballet dancers and here's the, and these weren't all from the same Catholic school. These were, you know, part of the community too, but the hip hop, the hip hop was exclusively Catholic school boys. And, um, <laughs> the, the, so you had the, the ballet and you had like the tap and the jazz and the, I don't know what all you had girls hip hop. I remember, I remember a couple lessons where they said, Oh, the girls hip hop is practicing downstairs and we go down there. And that was an experience. Um, like none other, like as a, let's just, I don't, how do I say this as a, eight to 10 year old boy who then goes down <laughs> to see the 12 to 15 year old girls, hip hop dance <laughs> and went to a Catholic <laughs> and went and went to a Catholic school. <laughs> it was different. It was, it wasn't something I was opposed to. So the, um, the <laughs> so, so you had like all these different groups go and I must say, that they announced the us to go out and we got the yeah they asked the us to go out and they um the applause from the crowd was incredible roaring (laughs) more so than any other group got that's impressive Um, probably because we were eight to twelve year old Catholic schoolboys dancing to Chris Brown's "Run It." Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> and one of us, one of us, I don't think so. I think it was like eight to twelve was like the age range. But then, like one, the one kid, one of my friends, his little brother wanted to do it, and he's like several years younger than us. Um, and we were at the bottom of the age range. And so, but they let him in cause there was only eight of us, I think. And so the, and so like, then you had like a four-year-old during the worm. And so then everyone was like, <laughs> but then, so we do our thing and like, we're like, yeah, we killed that. And the, and then we had to come back out at the end. Cause they were like, at the end, everyone comes back out and we celebrate you know, everyone, like we announced, yeah. here's the jazz girls and they come out and it's all to this one song. And we said, well, what's that one song? Like we can. And they said, it's dancing queen by ABBA. <laughs> and That's and awesome. I said, what song is, what song is that? What? Um, oh, well, uh, I was, I guess you were in the, <laughs> and, and, but the only thing I got out of it was dancing queen. We have to come out to dancing queen as the hip hop boys like the and we did and uh it was it was odd again again the roaring applause as we came out announced at the end of the show during dancing queen but um the it was just 
it was an experience. And then we got a new teacher and then some things happened at the class that not anything inappropriate, but just some like song choices and stuff like, and I was like, I don't know about all this. And this sounds I like an episode of it again. It sounds like an episode of Glee or season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Glee. The, yeah. Um, yeah. So I had never seen Glee either. Um, and <laughs> Sasha and I were watching through it over the past few months and we just we couldn't we're out we got to like the fourth season and then we just kind of had to stop because it's it gets really cringy (laughs) (laughs) i've heard leah michelle's not a very good person i've heard that as well yeah yeah but she's not the cringy part (laughs) um it's, it's uh Mr. Schuster, he's the cringiest character in the whole show. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. But yeah, so so that so so we did that, and then like we had a school talent show, and so naturally, you know, most of us were in that group, and so we just did that at the school talent show, and all that jazz, um, or hip hop, I should say, all that, all hip-hop. that hip hop, and um, <laughs> and uh. And then, yeah, after that next year, I kind of was like, oh, I think I'll be done with it because I don't know what's going on. And I was a very anxious child and yeah. still am. But, the, um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was so that was my time in the hip hop dance troupe that uh, very, I think very few people know about now because that was, that I was very well that. known at the time. That was very well known at the time. But, I, you know, it doesn't naturally come up in a lot of conversation. Right. <laughs> ah. Well, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the Goldie Globes um, was last weekend. Oh, I, I, so I, I, I'll have to look up whatever because I don't know a ton of it. All I know is there was a crime against humanity at the Golden Globes. Well, here's the crime. I, I really think the crime is that this was one category. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I know. Well, I don't think it's ever. It's always been one category. I don't know why. But I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why either. But I don't think there's ever been another time where it's gone horribly wrong like this. Here's what we're talking about. Um, so the category for best uh, musical slash comedy. Um, Just pause right there. Oh. Just just pause right there. Best musical slash comedy. Best musical slash comedy. Here's the issue, folks. Best musical slash comedy. Very different you can figure it out. Genres. <laughs> <laughs> Musicals and then just lump comedies right in there with them. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two very different genres. I mean, come on. Very different genres. I mean very well, different genres. One's not even musicals aren't even like its own genre like there's different genres within musicals so it's not even like but you but but you could do musicals you know like right why don't you you have a separate category of just musicals like best musical and then have a separate category best comedy like comedy and musical does not go together no i mean like some can be comedy you know some comedies can have songs but the they don't it's not Here's a the thing you had club. you had Borat 2 
and Hamilton in the same category, in what world is that even a and similar what, wait. movie? <laughs> no, it's not. And But really quick, really quick, if you have Borat and Hamilton in one category, which one do you assume wins? <laughs> <laughs> I would assume Hamilton would win over anything, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The the fact is, like, I think Borat 2 was a great movie, and I think it was hilarious, and I think it should have won as best comedy. But I, I don't understand why it was in the same category as Hamilton, you know? I didn't, I didn't see Borat 2. I think I've seen part of Borat 1, and I was kind of like, so I did, I wasn't interested in Borat too. Um, I loved Borat too. I thought it was hilarious. But here's the other thing. Also, what? What? You're cutting out. Did Borat two? Hold on. Go back. Hamilton as the musical slash comedy. Hold on, Bo. Oh dear. Go back. Not only. Ah, dear. I'm still. I'm still. Am I still? Am I back? Yes, you're back. Okay. Not only did Borat 2 beat Hamilton at best musical slash comedy, which even if it is the same category, is wrong. (laughs) But then, best musical slash comedy actor went to Sasha Baron Cohen over Lin-Manuel Miranda. See, it's 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 just I, I they shouldn't be the same category. They both did amazing no, jobs. It, it shouldn't be the same category, but if it is, it's still wrong. Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> is amazing. I would be. I'm less I'm less angry at the Sasha Baron Cohen over Lin Manuel Miranda for actor. Yeah, but if you but one of them has you have to at least split it. It can't. Or it's a sweep Hamilton or split it. You can't yeah. sweep Borat. Yeah, that doesn't make a ton of sense. <laughs> even even from a, 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 you know, everyone's afraid of the agenda or whatever. Even from like a liberal agenda standpoint, you think Hamilton gets it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if there, you know, even if there is such a thing as a narrative win, you still think it probably goes to Hamilton. So right. everything's in <laughs> Hamilton's favor. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. Um, other than that, some other highlights. Uh, Chadwick Boseman won a posthumous um, Best Actor Award, which definitely deserved. And it's very sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say yeah. about that. It's very sad. Um, but yeah, definitely deserved to win. I think everybody was kind of expecting that. Uh, let's see. You know what I noticed? What? What I noticed, um, I felt like, you know, 2020, a lot of movies were delayed. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like the Golden Globe suffered because of it. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Well, plus they did it all. On Zoom. Well, I didn't watch it, but I, I was just talking about like, the the nominees and awards itself. Yeah. Um, like the best picture, I've heard of one of them, and it didn't win. 
<laughs> Which um, one? I've heard of the trial of the Chicago seven. Yeah. And, and that was, and I have, that, was on, that one best screenplay, it's on, isn't it? It's on my list. I don't know. I'm looking right now, but it, I, it's on my list, but I like nomad. Oh, land dude. One. That's amazing. Uh, nomad land. I didn't watch, but Sasha watched it. And she said it was, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Palm Springs. I it's again another one on my list, but I haven't seen it, and I wouldn't expect it to be one that would be nominated. Um, it was the Andy Samberg. Oh yeah, uh, Hulu movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't either. That, like, not one I expect to. Like, that's kind of. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't didn't strike me as like a like a nomination comedy, Golden Globe. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, yeah, like most of these movies I haven't seen or I haven't heard of. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, every website wants you to accept they give you cookies. I'm like, come I'm on. I'm like, um, I already have cookies. Yeah. I, the... It, so best uh, actress in a musical comedy went to Rosamund Pike for I Care a Lot, and that yeah. just came out like last week. I know. I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, that she got in there quick." I think. I think. <laughs> I think she definitely deserved it. Did you watch that movie? I have not seen it yet. It was really good. Um, and uh, all the other nominees, I haven't seen anything that they're. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. It's just, it felt like a down year for the Golden Globes. Yeah, I, I think it, you know, the Oscars are going to be the same way, so, you know. Let's see. What else did we have? Let's see. There was Daniel Kaluuya won. Um, yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, he won Best Supporting Actor, um, mm-hmm. which that was a great movie as well. Um, and... Sasha Baron Cohen was also nominated for that for the trials of the Chicago. Right. I know. It's like such a different (laughs) movie. Um, As well as Jared Leto and Leslie Odom Jr. And Bill Murray. What a stacked lineup there. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad Daniel Kaluuya won though. I think he did the best. Uh, Um, I I know shit's. Oh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin wrote uh, trials Chicago seven, right? Yeah, that was best screenplay, and then Soul got right. best animated. Over which, just to pause. It was one of the it only got, animated movies that came out. Yeah, yeah, but the the other nominees are The Crudes, uh, Over the Moon. I haven't heard of Wolf Walkers. I haven't heard of. But can I just say, first of all, Onward is nominated f- here. Wait, why? Onward is nominated. Onward For came out animated. Oh, Onward did come out in 2020, didn't it? Exactly. One, I don't. That feels like forever ago that Onward came out. Yeah. But two, that's why I, I was like, didn't that come out 2019? But no, it didn't. Yeah. No, it came out right at the beginning of the right before the pandemic. That's right, because that was because because I went and saw it in theaters. That was like, was the, like the last one you movie. saw in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Onward was nominated. I would have given it to Onward over Soul. I definitely would have as well. Um, 
Let's see. Um, I they go by pages here. Uh, Soul also got best uh, score. I know Shit's Creek won uh, best TV comedy, right? Yeah. Yep. Best musical slash comedy series, Shit's well, Creek. Why is that the same category? <laughs> <laughs> the um the Crown won best drama, uh over Mandalorian and Ozark and yeah I saw that Ratched. I've heard that the oh Ratched. Yeah. I watched the first episode of Ratched. I couldn't get into it. I watched it because I really like one one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't get into that show. It wasn't that great. So Ted Lasso was nominated for best comedy slash musical series. Um, I never watched as it. Well so as well as Emily in Paris and the flight attendant I've heard of. I think didn't Jason Sudeikis win an award though? He did. He won, I believe best actor in musical slash right. comedy. And then, um, which is well-deserved. The actress from Schitt's Creek won the best actress in a comedy musical series, right? Um, Which that's... It goes by pages here, so... I'm that's deserved, too, because she was hilarious. I've, I've only seen a few episodes of Schitt's Creek because Sasha watches it. Yes. And I see it every now and then, but it's really funny, and she's great in it. And it's basically, here's the other thing. It's all very repetitive. What the shows that were nominated for best, whatever. Yeah. Everything uh, was in every category. Also, <laughs> also, also the actors are from that show. Exactly. That were nominated for best. Actors. Well, they, they don't have a lot to pick from for this year. You know? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised this is us. Wasn't nominated for anything. Right? Yeah, that's true. That they've had they've had shows. Hmm. Oh well. So, yeah. There's always the Emmys. I'm just I'm just I'm outraged. How does Hamilton not win? I don't know. That's yeah, that is really surprising. I guess they could still they're still up for Oscar nominations, right? Yeah, but they should be winning everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, the Oscars also has better categories, I think. That's true. And the uh, when are the Oscars? Uh, April? March? Maybe this month? I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. I think the Grammys are next week on the 14th. April 25th which is, are the Academy Awards. So is everything delayed this year? Because the the I usually know when the Grammys are. I think are, the Oscars usually are usually after the Super Bowl. I think the Oscars are usually in April, but I feel like they're not usually that late in April. Actually, I feel, like, I, no, I feel like they're usually in March, aren't they? Yeah, that's what I thought. And, I, and like, the Grammys were always the week after the Super Bowl, and now they're March 14th. Yeah. So the Academy Awards are also going to be no in-person attendance. So I think they're going to do like a Zoom 
thing again. Didn't uh, Jason Sudeikis got some? Yeah, because he was wearing his hoodie. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like in support of his sister's dance studio or something. Oh, okay. So I think that's why he was doing it. I don't think he was just being a cozy person, but I think he's the first person to accept a gold coat wearing a hoodie. (laughs) (laughs) A cozy person. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that was those are the biggest highlights from the Goldie Globes. Now to talk about the moment everyone's been waiting for. WandaVision. 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 (laughs) Um, So WandaVision ended on Friday. Um, Yeah. People have mixed reactions. (laughs) I haven't haven't looked at at any reactions. I've looked at several. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, the, the ending felt to me... Oh, I don't know if I'm frozen or not. Um, no, you're fine. The okay, the ending felt to me to underwhelm a bit. Yeah, that's what most people are saying. I think, I think it feels that way a lot in part because so many people had like all these big, drastic theories about oh my gosh yeah. Ultron's going to come in or oh my gosh Doctor Strange's going to come in and be like blah 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 and and it's like none of those came true of course um yeah and i think it's fine that they didn't i mean it was its own show it didn't have to include all these other mind blowing characters or anything i i thought it was a little underwhelming just because i had so many questions that weren't answered you know yeah and it's yeah. like i felt like well, it that, left me with like it, it, now we got to wait until Dr. Strange to see what happens. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, and the final battle just underwhelmed a little as bit. well. I thought, yeah, it wasn't as, as I think I oh, you're, you're frozen. Um, I, Hold on. Elizabeth Olsen did not underwhelm. Hold on. Oh dear. We keep freezing. Yeah. So go back. I was going to say, one thing that did not underwhelm was Elizabeth Olsen in the oh. Scarlet Witch outfit. <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. Um, I think Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen in general, like, I think she did a really good job throughout the whole show. I think... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, Mr. Mr. Vision Boy... What's his name? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Um, I think he did a really good job in this, and he made me feel like a lot more attached to Vision than I ever was before. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got some beef with White Vision, though, because <laughs> their fight was cool and all, and then they had like this whole intellectual thing, and I was like, oh, and now white vision's gonna be back to normal vision because he unlocked the memories in his mind and then he's just like i'm vision and he's like peace out and he left i'm like where 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 do you think you're going bud yeah exactly (laughs) i just left i was like oh now he's gonna go back and help wanda and then they're gonna be together again and no he just left (laughs) 
No, he just left. Where'd he go? Well, the show, here's what I thought after seeing the finale. I thought that the show went from moving painfully slow to rushing through the end. Yeah, I can see that. I still, I really, really enjoyed the show overall, and I enjoyed the experience of watching oh, yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I definitely think they had so much, like they tried to hide so much in mystery throughout the entire thing that when it got to the end, it was just kind of rushed, and they weren't able to answer all the questions that they left open. Mm-hmm. Like uh, fake Pietro, Pietro. Yeah. Was he actually X-Men Quicksilver? Wasn't he? We never got to really no. know. We never really Not. got to know. Yeah, but what if he is and he's just like Jimmy Woo's uh, uh, contact or whatever, uh, person of witness protection. Remember that he was talking about through the whole thing. He's like, I got a person of witness protection in there. So that I was thinking that maybe it's him, but we never got to know. And it's like, did you really just throw all that together for a boner joke? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, that's what it, it felt to me like he's not. It felt to me like it was like. I know. I had that a, same thought. And then I had. He was a regular. Him. He was the regular person that lived there. And then Agatha made him. Like, That's what I was thinking to too when I watched it initially, and then I looked at some other people and they're like, "Well, he could have been this person, like that Jimmy Wu was talking about." And I was like, "Oh, that's a good point. It could have been. I guess we can't rule it out completely." But uh, I-, I was just disappointed we didn't get any clarification on that because it was one of the biggest mysteries of the show, and they never really mm-hmm. revealed anything about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, you can't, you can't just use that actor. And not expect people to be like, this is the X-Men Quicksilver. Um, and then be like, no, he's not. We just wanted to fool you. It's like, what? Yeah. So, I don't know. I want I want more clarification on a lot of things that happen, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what they're... <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're, um, they're, they're like trying to do. Uh, like, oh, now they now they have to go see Doctor Strange because they want to know what happens and the da da da. Maybe, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm just Doctor Strange doesn't come out till next year. Right? I know that's why I'm like, yeah. Spider Man comes out at Christmas, right? But I don't think Spider Man's going to have a lot to do with Wandavision. See, I thought the whole thing with Spider Man was the multiverse. It is, and Doctor Strange. So I think Spider-Man and WandaVision are both going to lead into Doctor Strange, but I don't think they're really going to be connected. Oh. You know what I mean? So Spider-Man's going to also get to the Doctor Strange thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like Spider-Man and and WandaVision are supposed to be, like, happening at the same time, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm just speculating, but... (laughs) What is the timeline on WandaVision? Where is that? Like how long That's is it supposed post- to be? No, I mean like po- it's post in game. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out where all everything happening is. 
Well, of course, it's because sometimes they go. Well, sometimes they go back and show you different things, and you know. Yeah, but it happened after people got snapped back. Remember? Because Monica Uh, snapped, and then she came back. Um, Yes, I see now. Um, and then. And Wanda Monica's going to be in Captain Marvel. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Monica's going to be in Captain Marvel as Photon, which her powers are pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and that's what I saw. I did see some people that were like, I wanted more of Monica. Yeah, honestly. Like, getting more of Monica. Like the- <laughs> yeah, honestly, I like how this show like set up her character. But like in the finale, she was basically just like standing around the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, she 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 caught some bullets from the kids, you know. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, I didn't know she could do that. <laughs> now I guess I guess I do now. I wish we had gotten to see more Jimmy Woo action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how like his reference, like all of his references to learning close up magic and everything from yeah. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp, because he's like he got out of his handcuffs and he's like, wow. <laughs> that's funny um so I'm yeah i'm interested to see how the how cat denning's character also plays into everything too Darcy? Like she wasn't thor yeah because she wasn't thor and now she's back mm-hmm. and is she, and then she was just kind of gone not there yeah like <laughs> yeah and so the scroll that talked to monica at the end uh huh. She was referencing uh, Nick Fury. Nick Fury, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I was assuming because he was up in space. She was like, "He's up there." So she's like, "Oh, okay. I'll go on the roof." And she's like, "No, I mean in space, you dummy." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So so that I feel like that's setting up. Monica to well, and what was the end thing with Wanda? Like, is she Doctor Strange now? No, she was astro projecting, I think, right? Like, Doctor Strange does, <laughs> but I think she was trying yeah, to learn more yeah, about, yeah. yes, she was trying to yeah. learn more about like what her powers are and everything. I'm what are you sorry. laughing at? Um, I, I just the the idea that you would think that I would know to say astro projected is just <laughs> um, so yeah. is she going to like is she going to train under Doctor Strange I think to learn maybe, more about her powers? I think maybe yeah because you know Agatha mentioned like you have more power than the Sorcerer Supreme. Which is uh Is that who Doctor Strange is? Yeah, Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. He's the Sorcerer Supreme Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm assuming that in Doctor Strange she's gonna go to him to be like I I'm the Scarlet Witch, but I don't want it to hurt anybody. Ooh. <laughs> I hope White Vision comes back and is like, hey, it's me, your boy. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, by the way, I'm sorry I peaced out before everything was done last time. I kind of had a panic attack. <laughs> 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 I like how, like, Agatha and, and uh, 
Wanda just like fighting the whole time, and then Vision and Vision are just like having a discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like I am just a I am not what you think I am. I am just a shell of myself. I'm I a ship. Explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Can I touch your head?" And he's like, "I guess." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was. I am, uh, I am the piece of the mind stone that lives in Wanda. That was so sad when she had to. That the, the end of the. I will say the end of it was done very well. When the kids and everybody disappeared, yeah. Yeah, I thought the well, very end yeah. of the episode was good. Yeah. Yeah. But it felt like a lot of answers got rushed through. Yeah, and I feel like that's not the end of Agatha. Either that's probably not going to be the last we see of her. Yeah, she's just the nosy neighbor now. Yeah. Howdy, neighbor. And and if we need her, we know where to find her. Mm-hmm. The um. What was I gonna say? Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier start March 19th. I know, two weeks. I'm Which is excited to because see that. I was, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I know, I'm already going through Marvel withdrawals and it's only been a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really nice about this year is because since we didn't have any Marvel content in 2020... This year, get crammed in this year. There's like, there's maybe one or two weeks where we're not going to have any Marvel content, Mm -hmm. and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate (sighs) that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been missing it. Yeah, and we're finally going to get to see Black Widow soon. Yeah, when is that? Is that May? Yeah, May 7th. It's gonna be May. That's why it's gonna be May. <clears throat> <laughs> so, uh, you're, you, this little Fruitvale Station thing, is that something you oh, watched? Yes. I did watch that. I've never heard it's a movie. or watched that. It's a movie. It's, uh, I believe, from 2013. Uh, it stars Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. It is about a shoot. I forget the name of the guy. A shoot? That's, it's, well, it is about a, it is, well, it's about, it's about a, it's about a, uh, a young black man that got shot in a train station oh. by a police officer. Um, and that's why it's called it's a real station. Yeah, that's the station they're at. Gotcha. Um, the it's a it was New Year's Eve. Well, it was New Year's. Well, time. Let's not be technical, Bo. It was New Year's Eve celebration going into New Year's Day, and um, the and the there was a altercation with a officer, and they shot him and killed him, and um. Uh, 
I'm not gonna lie. The ver the the movies and like I think it's an hour and twenty five minutes, hour and thirty minutes, so not a long film. But the first hour, hour and ten minutes of it, it's very very slow. Yeah. Um, I watched it in two parts. Um, because I was watching it and I was like this is boring, and I switched and then came back a couple of days later. Sure. Um. Because like the very the first hour hour and ten minutes is like you're just kind of following him around like during his day and yeah. nothing really event eventful takes major place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the last be Jordan play the kid. Yeah, yeah. It, Michael to be born. Michael B. Jordan's the starring uh, yeah. role, and Octavia Spencer plays his mom. Gotcha. Um, I'm trying to think if there was who all's in it. It was a, a lot of people I didn't know, or I don't know. Um, but the um, the last 15 to 20 minutes are like excruciatingly painful to watch. Yeah, like I I felt physically sick. <laughs> wow. Um. It was, I think it's a good movie. The first hour, it's slow, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, but you get to the, what's happening and you're just like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, um, do you think that's intentional? Like it was intentionally meant to be like slow and then all of a sudden, like, everything changes um see that's i was i don't know because they start the movie by showing the actual phone video that was caught by civilians oh so you know what's happening already yeah like you know going into the movie what's going to happen you know in the first 30 seconds what the movie's about yeah um and so in that sense, I feel like, no, because if we already know we're anticipating this happening. Yeah. What are we waiting on? You know, uh-huh. um, uh, the Michael B. Jordan was great. He's uh, great. I mean, like, I mean, the as far as, you know, slow or not, he was Excellent acting. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, and I think a lot of it was to get some backstory um, on the person. Yep. Um, he had he'd been in jail and had been fired from his job. And had a girlfriend and a daughter and didn't have any money. And he was selling drugs and, and just different kind of going throughout his day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, well, and he had been in jail, like that was a flashback, but the, <laughs> like not all of it was in that day, but the, right, right. Um, the, but just kind of getting your idea of the character. And I think ultimately you know what it came down to at the end again it's a movie so i'm not sure what 
like liberties, I guess, were taken sure. with movies. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very end, they come up with like the the facts, you know. Yeah. Like after this, this happened. So that officer was uh, convicted and of uh, involuntary manslaughter, I think, uh, because he said he accidentally grabbed his gun instead of his taser. Wow. Um, and shot him in the back while he was faced out on the ground. <laughs> um, he... I believe was, I forget what the sentence was. I want to say the sentence was 24 months. Um, he was released after 11. Oh, wow. Um, so I think so as far as that goes, the fact because I mean the fact that he was convicted of it, uh-huh, I think kind of puts to rest any of the opposing arguments. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like he he was found guilty of it. Uh-huh. Um, so this was not supposed to happen. Um and I think the going through the day, going through what he had been through, I think was to paint a picture to, again, I guess maybe silence the other side in a sense of I ultimately... I think it was it was bringing together both sides as yeah. a film mm-hmm. and saying, "Look, this is this was a guy who was not perfect, but that does not mean that this was justified, right? Because I think in a lot of these cases, you get one side saying." well, wait for all the facts or, well, look what he did or, you know, like, I'm sure like whenever this happened, this happened in 2009, I believe. Okay. Or New Year's Day, 2009. Um, I'm sure when this happened, it was like, well, look, this guy had been in jail. He had been selling drugs. Yeah. Saw that he sold drugs that day. Like this is, and then they kind of use that. this was kind of like, it, but that doesn't make it okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, the 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 arguments of, well, he was he was selling drugs that day and had been in jail and yeah. So it's so it's justified that there might be reason that the cop did this and, you know, you know, essentially, I think what you, what you get out of statements like that is we're better off for yeah, that. right. Um, I think what the film was trying to do was say there are multiple angles of mm-hmm. this guy's life. Yeah. Had he been fired from his job? Yes. Did he sell drugs? Yes. Had he been in jail? Yes. Did 
Did he have a daughter? Yes. Did he have a girl that he was getting ready to propose to? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, again, liberties with the movies, but yeah. as far as the movie goes, yes, he, he was getting ready to propose. He Did he just connect with a guy where he might get a better job than what he had and didn't have to sell drugs anymore? Yes. Like, was he trying to do better? Yes. Was he... So... Did he have a mom and, you know, spend time with his family at holidays and birthdays? And yes. And it, it just people aren't just the one thing you want to. Exactly. See and yeah. so and so I think I think the film brought together the. Here's a flawed human, as we all are, and he didn't deserve to die for what he had done. Right. And um. And it was a it was a tragic event. Yeah. Um, and you just look at the way it un again in the movie and the way it unfolded, and you go, "How is this? How this happened?" Because it wasn't just like one officer, you know. Um, like another one had. Uh, had some dialogue that I won't repeat. Um, and they're the crowd on the train and they didn't want anyone to see what had happened. And, you know, it's just, how is this the procedure? Right. Um, and, and what can, and what can we do as a society to, and sure, because I'm sure in some situations, like I'm not one that's all like one side or the other. I think both sides have good points and both sides have bad points. Um, I think there needs there should be better training for police officers, and I think there should be better hiring protocols for police officers. Right. Um, like if a in some of these situations, it's like. As a police officer, I get it's a rough job and you're in a lot of bad situations. Yeah. But if you're operating out of fear so heavily. Right. It's like that's this is the outcome. That should be like to be to be expected from that should be trained. That, tra- that should be that should be trained in a police yeah. officer and it's like, not something that situation, everybody can handle you know exact, exact, so that, that's exactly that's what i'm saying the hiring the training yeah so, and yeah. if you can't handle and and act appropriately like a lot of people make the argument like well, what would you have done in that situation I wouldn't have been a cop. <laughs> I I don't think I'd be able to handle those kind of situations, you know? Um, so that's why I'm not a cop. Right. Like, uh, um, and I know that that gets into a whole thing. It's like, well, we need, you know, in some cases, I'm sure police forces are short staffed, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm sure that if someone wants to be a cop, they hire someone. Now, and... I'm not saying that you have to be a hundred percent perfect on hiring. I think hiring mistakes are made in every company. Of course. Um, But if you're providing the proper training and stuff, like these events will still happen. I think that's inevitable. Uh, You're not going to stop it. Yeah. 
but they will be less. Yep. If that makes sense. Yep. Because I think mistakes happen in every business. Um, so just, I think, I think in, in these situations, deadly force should not be the go-to ever. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, uh, that's what I think it should be the, the, you know, the first option should be like the, I guess, detaining mm-hmm. force. I don't know, yeah. like yeah. the, like a taser or something or, um, as, as someone who's not a cop, I don't want to like <laughs> just completely like rail it, you know? Right. 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 Um, but so it's, I think it's just like, what are we doing to fix it? Yeah. Because, because we're in 20, well, now we're in 2021, (laughs) we're in 2020 and the, you know, same thing just happened. And this is 2009 and a movie was made about it in 2013. And what changes have we made? Right. And so that's that's kind of where I'm. It doesn't at. seem, yeah, it really doesn't seem like a lot. It seems like these events happen. People get all riled up about it, and then they're forgotten about. Nothing really changes, you know. People yeah. make promises like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change this. We're gonna make these protocols. We're gonna do this," but then the same thing happens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how do you change that? And I know there's a lot of people working on making the change, but it's like, how do you change that? And how do you change that? You know, quickly, the, the quickly and make it consistent, you know? Yeah. Cause I know like change can be a slow moving process, right? But, um, there's gotta be something that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's not a, an easy thing, and it's not an easy thing when people forget, you know, <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air; it's the same thing. The uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's the uh, it's just how many years? It's like I remember. Um, is it, I think it's Michael Che. It's either Dave Chappelle or Michael Che. Sounds. I think it's right. Michael Che. <laughs> Um, and, uh, but they were like, so, uh, African-Americans and police aren't getting along. I don't know if you've seen the news in the last 400 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, how do we fix this? You know? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, that seems like a very stimulating movie. I can't. Yeah. It's just like. You know, I had never even heard of that movie, and it's just... It's like, on Netflix. Good. <laughs> I was just... I was just, well, I was just you know, I it's, it's just like, that's like another thing. It's like, these things happen, and they just like, are, are like commonplace. Like, if that was, if that was like a rare thing, that movie would be like so big, you know. Everywhere. But it happens yeah. all the time, so it's like people forget you know mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I saw uh, an interesting movie in theaters um, on Friday. Uh, it's a new Disney movie that just came out called Raya and the Last Dragon. And Raya. Yes, it's Raya and the Last Dragon. See, I thought it was Raya. Like Zendaya. See, I did too. But no, it's Raya and the Last Dragon. <laughs> um, and it's good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, good. Um, it's like, uh, it's got kind of like an Avatar The Last Airbender feel to it. And the fact that it's like a fictional universe, like fictional, like kind of, it's like the same kind of fictional style world. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the, the story was good. I thought the characters were good. Um, it wasn't like the funniest Disney movie, but I, I don't need it to be super funny to be a good movie. Um, <laughs> it, I, I just thought very entertaining the whole way through. I never got bored. Um, I, I, I was... I, it was way better than I ever expected it to be. You know, I wasn't expecting much. <laughs> and the fact that they they made this whole movie from home just, like, blew my mind. <laughs> um, because this was completely made during quarantine, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you, you guys animated this? You acted from home? It, it's insane. Like, Mm-hmm. I, props to them and i cried probably th- i could count three times including the short at the beginning <laughs> um i don't know i was very emotional when i went to see it maybe that's why but i it was i mean I, it, was, it was great <laughs> you gotta see it man it's good i just looked it's uh 30 bucks on disney plus it's so 30 the bucks would be the so yeah, I would go to the theater. <laughs> it's cheaper. Um, and it's, I don't think I, the theater I, here is open yet. Really? In Indiana? Yeah. I thought yeah. they had everything open. No, we're still pretty shut down. Oh. Yeah, no, we have our theaters open. We've, they've been open since like September, I think. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we went and saw. Ryan Last Dragon and I was severely surprisingly satisfied by it and um, I will be watching it again because it was good and oh my gosh the oh I almost forgot to mention the choreography like the fight choreography in it outstanding best I've ever seen in a Disney movie fight choreography yeah the fight choreography and it's, it's the best I've ever seen in, in a Disney movie it's amazing Especially an animated it's, Disney movie. Yeah. Huh. It's really good. Like, you're thinking, like, that's a weird thing, you know, that I wouldn't expect. But it's, like, it's really good fight choreography. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. There's parts where I'm like, she's going to straight up kill her. And, Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but it's like, it's good. It's a good movie. <laughs> I liked it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I like that you liked it. I liked that I liked it, too. It was good. I, I <laughs> Wow. I want to see it again. 
Aquafina is a dragon. Like the water? What? <laughs> no, like the, act- <laughs> the actress, the person. I know. <laughs> but it makes sense because she's a water dragon. So, really? Yeah. What? No, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Aquafina, the water dragon. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's good. Go see it. A- anyway, that's all I can say about it without really giving too much. <laughs> it's good. Go see it. Yeah. Can you give me like the what? Synopsis. Do you know any like it? Yeah, anything about the plot? Like yeah, it's a girl so, who. So um. Uh, in this universe, there's like this this world or country called Kumandra, and it's like one unified place that's like surrounding this river that looks like a dragon. Um, <laughs> and the dragons and all the people live together in harmony and everything. Um, and the water the the dragons would like bring rain and like control water and they had like magic abilities and stuff. Um, and then one day these, I forget what it's called, but this evil energy stuff that looks like blobby blobs, purple blobby blobs. Um, they go around and turn people into stone. Um, and it's, it's basically, it's COVID. <laughs> it's, it's like the analogy is that it's like COVID. Um, and it's turning people into stone and everything. Um, and what happened was this one dragon, uh, Sisu, like made this gem, this dragon gem. And it like wiped out all of the blobby blobs and it brought all the humans back from stone but it couldn't bring the dragons back from stone. So there's no more dragons. Um, and Oh, but there is a last dragon. I bet. Yeah, well, I'll get to that. So uh, <laughs> what happens is... Just inferring uh, from the time. The, since that happened, like this place Kumandra split up into several different kingdoms. Um there's like head or no fang heart tail uh they're all based on animal parts based on where they are like they're they're all dragon parts based on where they are along that dragon river um and so heart is the one that keeps this this gem that was used to kill the blobby blobs so that the blobby blobs don't come back and so they protect this gem but all the nations come and they wanna like I don't wanna give anything away. But essentially the gem gets broken and scattered along the world and the blobby blobs come back <laughs> and they turn start turning people to stone again. So it's basically like a big dystopian universe and Raya is the daughter of the tribesmen of heart. Um and um she's on her mission to go find Sisu 
because everybody thinks she's still alive, even though it was like 500 years ago. Um, and Cecil is Aquafina's character, the dragon. So she's the mm. last dragon. Um, and then they, they're, they're basically trying to get rid of the blobby blobs. Okay. Which I don't remember the blobby blobs name, so it's, it's not blobby blobs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. It's okay. good. I liked it. Yeah. And she rides like an armadillo thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it goes like, and she's riding the little armadillo. But it's a big armadillo. It's not little. It was little when she was little, but then it grew up and it got really big. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds fun. It, it sounds is. Fun. It, it is fun. I liked it a lot. And there's a baby. Oh, my favorite part. There's a baby in it. I don't want to give anything away, but there's a baby and it's like my favorite thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? (laughs) No. There's a baby. That's really it's it's there's a baby. Oh, if you knew if you'd seen the movie, you'd know what I mean when I say the baby. <laughs> uh that's all uh, I don't want to give too much away because I know it just came out and people probably haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's very good. But it's worth seeing. It's so that's definitely good worth seeing. I I really liked it. <laughs> Um, so anyway, <laughs> other things, <laughs> we're getting up, uh, we're on an hour and a half now, so we might want to, yeah, I know these don't take very long. Okay. So while Hunter was seeing new movies, I was revisiting old ones. Um, so I had a, I had a bad night one night this week oh, and sorry. Um, Netflix added a film called Crazy Stupid Love, which I also had the DVD of, but it's just easier when it's on Netflix. And um, the, yeah. and so I was looking through oh, what to watch, and I thought, oh, I haven't seen that movie in a couple years, and I remember really liking that movie, and I put it on, and that movie's so stinking good. I tell you what, people. It really is. It's uh, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, uh, that, that was Dan Fogelman. Who too. else in that movie? Yeah, it's the same guy who wrote "This Is Us," right? Yep. Um, before "This Is Us," right. but he—it's the same guy who wrote it, and it—and you can really tell when it all comes together. Kevin Bacon got such in it. a specific style. Yeah, um, but it is. Uh, oh, who's the <sighs> Julianne Moore? Yeah, she's in it, but the I was. Uh, Marissa Tomei, Tomei, yeah, the Spider Man. Oh aunt. yeah, yeah, yeah! I forgot she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that teacher. I mean, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's an all star cast. It is an all star cast. Ryan Gosling, um, Yeah, I did. Oh. I said him and Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Okay, um, they're the mains. But it is. It is. Yeah, it is a wonderful, wonderful film. It's a feel-good film. It's a funny film. It's a feel-good film. It's a feel-bad film. It's a feel film. It's a cry film. It's a <laughs> it's it's all of the above. 
It is amazing, and I love it. <sighs> it made my night better. So um, good. So there's that. And then I watched another film that Netflix added was Our Idiot Brother, and I had kind of I'd forgotten that this was a movie. I remember um, it's a movie. I haven't seen it though. It's uh, but I, it was added to Netflix, and it's Paul Rudd. And so I was automatically like, oh, Paul Rudd. And then um, it also has Elizabeth Banks and Zoe Deschanel. Oh, I love that. Um, and so I was like, and of course, I love New Girl. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes it even better. I just started um, watching New Girl. I'm on season two. Oh, it is. It's very funny so far. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. It's very funny. Um, Season seven. Steven, don't hold out for season seven. Like, watch season seven, but don't, like, expect a lot from it. But Well, I heard six, it was supposed to go longer than season seven, so they kind of didn't get to run. No, it was, supposed to go, it was supposed to go shorter. The, the network had canceled it after six seasons, yeah. and um, the Zoe and Jake Johnson, yeah. uh, who plays Nick, right. they, wrote, they wrote Fox and asked to be able to wrap up the show. And so they gave them like six episodes. Oh, see, I so thought like the, I so thought the they didn't even like, get to wrap up the show. Like I thought they wanted to even have one more season so they, they could actually wrap up. Well, they, they did, but they, the Fox like gave them like six episodes or something. Well, I don't understand the why show. they would, why they would do that when it was such a popular show with such a big fan base. Well, that's what they said. It wasn't, it wasn't good in the, or I'm sorry, it wasn't popular in the traditional sense of Tuesdays at eight o'clock. Yeah, but nobody watches TV Fox. like that anymore. I, we are all aware of that, Hunter, but um, Fox wasn't. And so that's why it got canceled after six seasons. And then they were like, but the end of season six, it's Fox like way did up that in the air. to freaking uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, too. What is wrong with them? Yeah, they get these hit shows and then they cancel them. And now they don't have any. So good for you, Fox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I'm going to forget everyone. So our idiot brother, the yeah. cast. Um, also includes, I don't know if you know, Emily Mortimer. Um, but she was like a name that came up as like a big deal. I I haven't seen anything. She's in. Steve Coogan's in it. Um, Adam Scott, TJ Miller, Catherine Hahn, um, Sterling Brown, Sterling K Brown. Are you serious? This is before he was famous. Um, I mean, it's a great, great cast. Um, Janet Montgomery's in it, and she played um, the the girl that the in the first season of This Is Us, the actress that uh, Kevin was with. Yes, um, like the British one. Yes. So I mean, it's a Rashida Jones too. Almost forgot Rashida oh, wow. Jones is in it. It's a big cast. And, I mean, it's a great it's a great cast, um, and it is. You know, I thought it was a very good movie. I thought as far as like hour and a half comedies go, like very good film. Was it pretty funny? Um, it was pretty funny. Um, Paul Rudd's great. He plays like a, uh, I mean, the titles are idiot brother. He plays kind of an idiot. Um, and a brother. But he's the best person of the four siblings. 
Oh. Um, so it's him. His sisters are Emily Mortimer, Zoe Deschanel, and Elizabeth Banks are his sisters. Um, and then Zoe Deschanel is in a relationship with Rashida Jones. And um, Elizabeth Banks is single, but her neighbor is Adam Scott. Okay. And um, like and then Scott a lot. The, and then Emily Mortimer is married to Steve Coogan, who is a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but it's like, uh, so uh, let me see if it, what it puts in the, okay. Yeah. So I can say this and it won't spoil anything. So in the first, so the premise, so Paul Rudd plays this idiot brother. Um, he works on a farm. And uh, he's in a relationship with Catherine, Catherine Hahn. Oh, and, Catherine um, Hahn's in it. I don't think you said that. Yeah. And um, he's in a relationship with Catherine Hahn, and he works on a farm, and he's selling stuff at, like, a farmer's market. Yeah. And um, this cop... <laughs> this cop in uniform convinces him to sell him weed. What? Because so this cop in uniform comes up and he's he asks him he's like, "Hey, you got any you got any weed? Or you know where any weed is?" And and Paul Rudd's like, "Come on. If I did what I tell you." And he was like and he points at him and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's fair." I mean, it's very like small town rule yeah. like um and he's like, "Okay." It's like I've just the cops like I just I've just had a hard week and um <laughs> and it would it would really help or something and oh. and Paul Rudd's character is like well you know what guys like and he like pulls a vegetable and puts it with something and hands it to him and he says well there you go and um and he goes thank you, man. Like how much? And he goes, no, man, like it's free. I, 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 I don't need to profit off that. I just hope you feel better or something. Aww. And he's like, well, he's like, well, I can't enjoy it unless I pay for it or something. I wouldn't feel right. And he was like, okay, man, well, how about like, I don't know, 20 bucks. And so he hands him 20 bucks and, and he's like, thanks, man. I appreciate it. He goes, you're under arrest. What and um, because he sold him pot, and um, I thought you said it was a vegetable. No, he he took he put he put he paired it with a vegetable, like because he was selling at a farmer's market. Um, and the and so Paul Rudd's like, exactly, and Paul Rudd's like, wait, what? And uh, so then he gets so then he's under arrest and he spends. I don't know. I think a year in jail, something like that. I don't know. It's terrible. Um, But so, but so then the premise of the movie, he gets out of jail. Um, He comes, uh, he gets out in eight months for good behavior. Um, And he comes back to the farm and Catherine Hahn now has a new boyfriend who's TJ Miller. Um, (laughs) And, and doesn't want him and doesn't want him living there. And, uh, doesn't want him working there. Yeah. And 
keeps his dog Willie Nelson as well. Oh, um, and so and so Paul Rudd's like, well, what do I do? So he goes back, and I guess every week the family like gets together with the mom. Yeah, and so then he's at he's at that weekly gathering, and they're all talking about. And basically, the what ends up happening in the movie is it's like, um, like Paul Rudd is he an idiot? Yes, but but he's a great person. He's the most he's <laughs> the most loving, like unconditional, like caring, like person. And um, and all three of his sisters have their own little things that they're dealing with and he helps them but they think he doesn't and it's just it's a funny movie and it's a and it's a feel good movie feel good movie i have to watch it i've heard good things about it but and then these last few i'll try and just get through so nate bargatze Yep. Is one of my favorite comedians. I don't yep. know if you know who I don't. he is. Um <laughs> he, he has a Netflix? new special coming. Yeah. He has a he has one on Netflix called The Tennessee Kid, and he's got a new Netflix special coming out called I think The Greatest Average American, but it comes out like I think March 18th. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. He also has a podcast called the Nate Land Podcast. Um, and it's all really funny. And um and the he's very um kind of i don't know how to describe it but he's very like kind of quiet uh in his delivery um dry almost stuff yeah dry that's yeah and um but it's super funny um Good. and it's fa- and if you're listening it's family friendly so you can watch it at any time oh. um but it is he's one of my favorites can he's i watch very it in front funny. of my cat yes you can <laughs> um and uh <laughs> and uh i'm just i'm really looking forward to the new to the new special because the first one was so good um i'll have to check him out the aaron weber he is also a comedian he's been on tours with like john chris um, he is a he's a co-host or a regular co-host of the Nate Land Nate Bargatze. Um, he just released an album uh, album of one of his comedy specials um, called Shirts and Skins, and it is funny. It is not you. He's he's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Just to be fair, I like him. Yeah. I like I like the guy, and he's a regular co-host of the Nate Land podcast and stuff. Yeah. Um, he uh, it's funny, and but it's not like I don't think it compares yet mm-hmm. with what some other comedians are doing. Um, um, but it's only it's forty minutes, and it's an album. Sure. It's, it's fun. I have a question real quick. What do you think is, is the best stand-up routine you've ever heard? See, I can't do that. I know. It's very I can, I can, What's I one can, of the I best? Can give you, I, can give you, I can give you some that come off the top of my head. I can tell you one, the one that made me laugh the hardest ever. Um, 
Which one's that? That was the first time I watched New in Town, John Mulaney. With John Mulaney? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's see, probably, that's what, the top, I don't know if it's my favorite stand-up I've ever heard, but that's the one that made me laugh the hardest upon first watching. Yeah. Like every like, single I, joke, I was dying and I had to pause several <laughs> times because I couldn't catch my breath. Uh, so, some of the best ones I've ever seen. Michael Hassan Che, Minaj, Home, Homecoming King. Okay. Michael Che Matters. Michael Che Matters um, is, is definitely up there for me. Yeah, that's, I've watched that one I don't know how many times. It's so good. Um, Hassan Minaj, Homecoming King, Michael Che Matters, Chris D'Elia, Incorrigible, um, the John Mulaney, New in Town, Comeback Kid, I believe. Not the newest one. I think I think the I think yeah, Kid Gorgeous is the newest one, right? Kid Gorgeous was not as good as the other ones, but still good. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I mean, John Mulaney is great. Um, My girlfriend's boyfriend by Mike Birbiglia. That's amazing. Thank you. It's one of my favorites. Um, I love Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, and the new one. Which is it's called the new one um, <laughs> by Mike Birbiglia. Um, it's not as good, and but I don't know if that's because it's not where I'm at. Because it's a lot about him being a new father. Oh, um, maybe I like. So it. I mean, you might. Yeah, maybe you might appreciate it more than I do. It's still very well done, but it just a lot of it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not where I am at. Yeah. Um, so I'd think. Those I, I feel bad if I leave anybody out. Nate Bargatze was a good one. Um, those are the ones that come off the top of my head as some of the best ones. Yeah, that I've seen. Jesselneck, Anthony Jesselneck, thoughts and prayers. Um, I really enjoyed that one. I don't um, remember much. I, I know I've seen a couple of Anthony Jesselneck. I just don't really remember them very well. He's got two, I believe, on Netflix. Thoughts and Prayers and then um, I think I've Fire in the Maternity Ward. I think I've seen both of them, and I don't, I don't remember them very much. <laughs> he, he's good. He's just – he's got a very dark, very – He's different. very dark. He's very, very dark, dark, and it's very different because they're all like one – they're all like one-offs, you know? Like instead yeah. of telling stories, he just does a bunch of like one-off jokes, which I'm not yeah. used to. I guess. I I, uh, I saw a baby in a car, and uh, on a summer day, and so I threw a rock through the window, and the window was down. So that <laughs> made my day. <laughs> um, the Bo Burnham. Uh, yeah, I would say make happy. I like better than what. Yeah. Um, but that's another one. Um, uh, to be fair, this one, it doesn't come off the top of my head anymore. Um, but the actual, like, what got me into watching stand-up comedy was Kevin Hart with... Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a grown little man. Yeah. Seriously funny. Seri- um, seriously funny is the one that I think Got and what me was really the other started one? watching? 
stand up. I'm a grown little man. And don't laugh at my pain. Those three. <laughs> um, like Kevin Hart was what got me into watching stand up comedy. Right. Um, and Kevin Hart, the last two. I hate to say it. I think his. He'd have to do a lot better. His, I think his his best works are behind him. But the, you know what? Actually, last, first got me. The last two it. specials he's had haven't been great. They're not great. The the one the the person that got me into stand up comedy was uh, Tim Hawkins. <laughs> and oh now, yeah. I'm looking back. Like I thought he was the funniest person ever, and now looking back, he's <laughs> he's the least funny out of all of the comedians I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was like the starting point was, for me, you know. I remember Tim Tim Hawkins. I mean, he's a Christian comedian, and yeah. so he's kind of he's the accessible comedian in the church. He's funny, and um, but it's and like he's funny. But I've seen. People like at Indiana Wesleyan would be like, "Oh, watch this," and I'd watch it and I'd be like, "Eh, yeah." It's like, like, it's like he's silly. <laughs> he makes you chuckle. Yeah, but it's also like, like he has very limited content, I guess. Yeah, like it's all very similar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I think there are some comedians like those are the best specials. I think there are other comedians that have obviously those are the best specials. They have the best jokes, but there are other comedians where it's like this joke was amazing. Yeah, but the rest of the special wasn't there. Right. Um, like I watched Jack Whitehall uh, this past year, and he has a joke about I don't know if you follow. There's a podcast called Netflix Joke of the Day. No. And every day they upload like a clip from a stand-up special on it's Netflix. Like just one of the jokes on a, on podcasts. It's a podcast. Oh, but they, but they upload like a, like a joke from one, one of the specials on Netflix. Um, nice. Jack Whitehall has a joke. This made me watch his whole special. He has a joke about, um, alternative milk solutions. And it is so funny. It's like, it's a 10 minute thing. Yeah. And I listened to it on that podcast and it made me watch his whole special. And I was like, that was, that was, that was all he had. That was the best part. (laughs) That was the best part by a long shot. Like, I'll have to look that up. Jack Um, Whitehall. And Pete. Yeah. And, uh, Pete Davidson. He had his, his special is pretty short. I haven't Um, seen his. It is. It's funny. It's not the best I've ever seen. His jokes about Ariana Grande, though, <laughs> oh boy, are amazing. <laughs> they're not mean, so don't come after me. But yeah. they're 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 not mean. Um, they're just kind of his. It's kind of like him self-deprecating. Yeah. In the situation, sure. But um, kind of like how everybody was while they were together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he's like, and you're like, well, come on, Pete. Like, it didn't all work out for her, too. And he's like, no, she got Billboard's Woman of the Year, and I got called Butthole Eyes by BarstoolSports.com. Like, <laughs> he's like, life is not fair. <laughs> he's like, he's like, 
you go, you go, it's the same thing you do at every breakup. You go and your friends lie to you like, dude, like no one even knows her anyway. Like the, (laughs) 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 he has, he has, he has like a solid, he's like, (laughs) what do you say? He's like, I wasn't going to make any jokes about this. Um, but then she said that she was just dating me because she was bored. So now I feel like it's fair game. And, um, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, they, and then he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, now you're thinking, Pete, like, that's not really fair. You're airing dirty laundry. Like, who'd she tell that to? Like, her friend? He goes, no, she said it to the cover of Vogue magazine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So he's like, so I'm going to tell a little bit of some jokes about the whole situation because it helps me. And <laughs> so funny. Uh, but yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. I took up so much time with that question. Now we're like. No, no problem. Wrapping it up. No. <laughs> um, let's see. Justin Bieber has a new album coming out. Uh, there are four singles out right now. And it's the same title as the fake Justin Bieber from Atlanta predicted when he said he was having a new album come out. So that's just really funny. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even catch that. Um, I'm interested to see, like, because right now the singles are wholly featuring Chance the Rapper. They are Hold On. It is Anyone... And it is Lonely uh, featuring Benny Blanco. Um, and it's a quick turnaround, too, because Bieber just released an album last year around this time. Yeah. Um, the title of it's called Justice. I'm not based on the songs <laughs> I've heard. Based on the songs I've heard, I'm not sure how that title comes into play yet. I guess we'll um, see. But... But I believe John Bellion has been writing a lot of these songs. Oh, um, he's a good writer. Which, yeah, and that's part of the reason why they're so good. Um, though so far with the singles, this might be the best Bieber album since Purpose. Oh, I guess. Which we'll I realize. Which I realize there's been one since then. And it was changing. <laughs> I did that like one purpose. was not as good as purpose. I did like purpose. Purpose was good. Um, it, it seems like it seems like seems like Bieber does a good one, and then he ha- like he then he does a clunker, and then he yeah. comes back because like believe was good, and then he did journals, <laughs> and and then he came back with purpose, and then he did changes. <laughs> changes, and now he's going changes to had like. Yeah, Changes had like, I don't know, four good songs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um then Selena. But no, I'm excited about the new I'm excited about the new Bieber album. Selena Gomez is her new EP is getting ready to come out in full. Uh it's a uh Latino uh album. It's almost entirely in Spanish. Oh, cool. Um uh, the singles are De Una Vez, uh, Bailar Conmigo, and Selfish Love just came out. And Selfish Love 
is a certified banger with DJ Snake. <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding you. This song, the way you have to listen for it, it's with about 25 seconds, 30 seconds left in the song. The way Selena Gomez says DJ Snake, it makes you pause. And what do you mean? It, it, it's just, it's so different, and it makes you thankful you live in this, in this time. I have to listen to that because I don't know what you mean at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick Jonas is also getting ready to come out with an album. He just, co- he just hosted and was musical guest on SNL. And it was the best episode this season, I think. It, it was very good. I like um, the he, uh, He's got two singles out right now. One is Spaceman. Now, don't get me wrong. I, the, called, the album is called Spaceman, and when the single came out, Spaceman, I, I was skeptical. I'm not a huge fan of Spaceman. <laughs> I love the song. I, you do. I, okay. I'm not a... I, 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 well, I love the chords. I'm not a huge fan of the verses. I'm not a huge fan of the song overall. I'm like, this isn't really the Nick Jonas I'm used to, and it's not really that catchy. Well, <laughs> well, it's the Nick Jonas. It's the solo Nick Jonas I'm used to. No, it's not. I'm yeah, used to is. things like levels and chains and stuff like that. Those things, well, are, those songs are bangers. I guess last last year was complicated. It's very much in that vein, and I think it's better than that. Okay. Um. But I like the. It's kind of a a more R and B feel, kind of. Okay. Um, which is what Nick usually goes for. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy. I did enjoy on SNL when Kevin was there. Me um, too. He's like, "Are Kevin we still a like, band?" <laughs> Because I just bought a house. I just bought like, a house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been um, doing some single stuff or some solo stuff. And, I, and I'm glad. Here's, you know what I'm pissed most about? I, you know, well, okay. I Just to, this is a comedy podcast. Uh, not all of this, you know, this isn't a, a, a serious statement. I realize a lot of things have happened because of COVID. Like, okay. Yeah. But. One of the biggest injustices, maybe the biggest that COVID has done is the Jonas Brothers were supposed to come out with an album last March and it got postponed and it still hasn't I come know, out. I know, that's what I'm I'm like, what? They were supposed <laughs> to have an album out a long time ago. Yeah. And now Nick's coming out with his stuff and Joe's going to come out with his I bet you they knew. Stuff. Who knows how long? Who knows how long it'll be? I bet you they knew the COVID was going to happen, so they're like, oh, we're going to release an album in March. Wink. <laughs> and then, <laughs> just so that they're like, oh, they're so diligent. Oh, they just released one, and they're releasing another one? Wow, they're so hardworking. And then COVID hit, and they're like, <laughs> now we have more time. <laughs> the, but so, Spaceman, This Is Heaven. Have you heard This Is Heaven? It was on SNL. I don't know. You said you don't watch the music, though. Yeah, well, I watched Nick. Because okay. I usually don't so this watch is heaven. music, but I watch Nick. This is Heaven. This is Heaven's far better than Space Man. Yes, I agree. 
Yeah, it's it was amazing. It, well, it is amazing. It's out now. But I'm interested to see how the rest of the album goes. It comes out here shortly. Um, like in a few minutes? And then, <laughs> well, maybe it already is out depending on when this episode comes out. But the, um, the <laughs> but the, and then <laughs> uh, Mike Donahue, uh, and this is what our, my last topic is anyway. So this is, he's the former lead singer of 10th Avenue North. 10th Avenue North has uh, disbanded. Um, and they're, they're a big band in the Christian music world. Um, but Mike Donahue has really, since, I, well, the band was supposed to be over last year. And they were doing a farewell tour and it got cut off because of COVID. And so now they've just kind of been in this like, we're broken up, but we also have a farewell tour that we're supposed to do, you know? And, um, <laughs> um, but Mike Donahue, the lead singer has really diversified here. Um, he is, he hosts a podcast now, which is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. He brings on guests and he has actual conversations Wow. Um, I've never heard of, of like actual conversations. Well, well in the Christian sphere, no. Um, but the <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean he like brings on like uh one of my favorite episodes was the other week he brought on the former lead singer of Hawk Nelson, who announced that he didn't believe in God anymore. And he had like it was like a 45 minute conversation with him about because like mike does believe in god and he yeah. doesn't believe in god mm -hmm. and it was like just a conversation of how these things work and what led to this you spent so much time you know being a christian artist and yeah like and it was so fascinating and cool. um it, and just like stuff that you know i feel like a lot of people don't have um so the podcast is really good he wrote a book that's really good um and he at the beginning of february at the end end of january he launched a kickstarter because he said hey i'm gonna i want to still do he's like when we broke up i didn't know what i wanted to do and there was people suggesting that he just get new band members and still be 10th avenue north um but he said that didn't feel right because they started it all together and he didn't want to be the only one left still going under 10th Avenue North, um, which I mean, is an option. A lot of people do it. Um, he, uh, so he wanted to do his solo stuff, um, but he doesn't have a label now, I guess, or something. Yeah. But so he started, he started a Kickstarter. You know what I don't basically said, what I don't like what? is like Nick Jonas, you know, they're the Jonas Brothers, but then when he does his solo stuff, he still goes by Jonas. Like, I feel like that's just, <laughs> it's just kind of insensitive, don't you think? Because they all started it together. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, Hunter. Sorry. So, um... <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, <laughs> where was I? 
the he, he started so he started this Kickstarter. He he doesn't have a label, so he said, "Hey, um, I want to make an album." Uh, and the idea here is is I have created these you know levels or whatever. Um, you guys give to this Kickstarter levels, levels, and levels. Yeah, and um, you guys give to this Kickstarter, and you guys kind of function as my label, and you give me the money to make the album. Is basically what if you want the album, like help me make it basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like different tiers of, you know, like if you give this much, here's what you get. Mm -hmm. Give this much. Here's what you get. That's cool. So, so he set the goal at $40,000. Yeah. To make this album 40, $40,000. And he launches this Kickstarter as a month to hit this goal. And either he hits it, with Kickstarter, it's not um, Kickstarter functions. You either hit the goal and then you get the money, or you don't hit the goal and you don't get any of the money. Okay. Um, like people, people aren't charged until the end of the Kickstarter. Sure. So if you don't hit the goal, then people aren't charged. Yeah. Um, the so he puts up this Kickstarter, and within, I believe. 16 hours it was fully funded wow and then he was like i mean he was just like i cannot believe this like thank you guys so much like this is insane like he's like it really means a lot to me that you want to hear more stuff right after 10th avenue north and um he said so here's so here's what here's here's what we're going to do is when we came up with 40,000, that was like our kind of like that would get the album made. Um, he's like, you can keep giving to it. It's got a month left. Um, as you keep giving, um, I'll come up with more stuff to do um, and stuff like that. And um the final total was, I believe, somewhere around one hundred and six thousand dollars at the that's, end of the month. That's like a lot of money. Yeah, and so he has released an EP, and he is releasing another one next week. He so there's so he says so the album's coming out in the fall because you guys hit this level. Um. Like two EPs are coming out. Like we're going to do this and you're going to get all your stuff that you already were getting with the, um, right. For, for donating the, for the donating. Cause there was like a, like $25. You got a signed CD uh-huh. in the fall. Yeah. Um, it went through like you signed books, signed t-shirt, uh, handwritten lyrics, zoom concerts, zoom, meeting zoom things uh executive producer financial producer on the album credits all sort of stuff right um all the way up from like 25 to or 10 to 2500 dollars sure um or all the different things you can give so he he raised all this money and now he's coming out with all this music and it's just uh, a really cool thing to watch that's and um and so he's he's came out with one he's coming out with the other they'll both be out by the time you hear this um 
And then the album comes out in the fall. And like I said, his, his podcast is really good. His Instagram, he does a lot of stuff on there. That's really good. Um, and so I'm just really excited for him. He's that's, they were one of my favorites. Um, and I've seen him a few times. Um, and it always felt like they were one of the more, I don't want to just diss everybody, but they were one of the more authentic, um, bands in the Christian music. They're one of the Christian bands that are actually good. Well, no. <laughs> I just, I'll say I mean, it. Like, as, <laughs> as far as, as far as like writing though, it wasn't all like, like he talked about with their, one of their songs, one of their big songs is called Warn. Yeah. And um, the, the label wanted them to change the lyrics because it wasn't uplifting enough. And because um, it was like, well, now at the end of the song, why don't you say, now I've seen redemption win. Now I know the struggle ends. And yeah. because, the, because the chorus was, let me see redemption. Let me see the struggle end. Mm-hmm. I'm worn. And um and he was like, no, because that's not how I feel. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> I haven't felt the end of it, but right. they wanted it to be more uplifting because that's like the whole mantra of Christian radio is like right. make everyone feel good and that <laughs> everything ends happily and whatever. Yeah. And he was like, Well, it hasn't ended happily, so that wouldn't be true to what we actually wrote about. Right. Um so just stuff like that. I just he seems he seems like a very cool guy. He gets a lot of a lot of um a lot of flack, I guess, from the Christian community, as does just about everyone who tries to act Christian. But the um Christians love to just give everybody crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but I'm just excited. It was a fun story to watch. I'm excited to see what happens. And um and yeah, it's like it's one of those things where like I can think of times like Pat McAfee right now. Um NF um just kind of stuff like that where like I started listening to NF. No one knew who he was. Right. I met NF. I started. What he was. Yeah, and I, I, I've listened to every Pat McAfee show for the past four years or whatever that he's been doing it, and now everyone's like, everyone wants Pat McAfee because he's built this thing up and it's Mm -hmm. crazy, and just being along for rides like that, you know. It, it feels it feels like you're a part of something and it feels like even though it's not you yeah like pat mcafee's having all this success but it feels like you're having that success yeah i feel know? like that with and actors so, and stuff yeah like and i don't, so, I don't like always the, feel that way with music but i feel like that with actors a lot so so when it so when it comes to like mike donahy and it's like well he's kind of down but now you watch this story and he's on yeah. coming up and it's just it's, you feel like you're part of it and it feels good and I just um, yeah I just wish 
everyone had that, you know? Yeah. Well, good. Well, hey, that seems like a good stopping place. Um, thanks for tuning in to uh, The Hunter and Bo Show. I'm <laughs> so glad you got to listen uh, to our podcast. And uh, I use more words when few words do trick. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely thank you uh toodaloo uh thank you for listening link in the show notes link in the show notes uh follow us on instagram facebook whatever you want anywhere at any time share with friends share with friends all right. Rate, get, review, subscribe. Get lost. Scram. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that like button and leave a comment. <laughs> Thanks for listening, bros. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, seriously, the show's done. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. What's up for now? That's for now. Yeah, forgot.